Welcome to Tamimi Talks, an insightful podcast series on the latest legal news and developments across the Middle East and North Africa. Well, we're, um, we're joined today by Mark Serrera. I hope I, I said that right, Mark, from Companies for Good, who's going to share with us um, some insights in terms of CSR activities with um, some of our mutual clients. So, Mark... If you could tell us a bit about yourself and Companies for Good, I think that would be a good place to, to start off. Good afternoon. Yes, so my name is Mark and I'm the founder of Companies for Good. We are a social enterprise founded in Dubai in 2017. And our mission is to help businesses do good things for the community and the environment. We do that in many different ways, uh, but the most popular initiatives that we are doing to support the environment are tree plantings, beach cleanups, and these sort of activities that involve employees into gathering together to make a positive impact. So you, you go into companies and you help them organize their initiatives in this regard and build enthusiasm among the employees. Is, is that basically how it works? Exactly. So there is an element of, of motivation and employee engagement because all of our activities are about bringing people together to, for a greater good. And then there's an element of education and, and we believe in the power of exper experience. So we think it's very different telling somebody to recycle or taking that person to a beach and for them to see with their own eyes the amount of plastic on the shore. It's just very powerful. So, so we rather people experiencing things uh, for them to, to change their habits and the, the, the way they operate at the offices. So we create a, a more sustainable impact. Okay, that's great. Um, what, what would you say the main challenges that you experienced in, in, in terms of um, uh, convincing companies and clients to embark on these sorts of journeys with their um, employees? One of the challenges we are seeing a lot in, in this region is that companies have CSR and sustainability on their agendas, and they do want to do lots of things, which is fantastic, but sometimes they struggle to walk the talk. And so one of the challenges is precisely this. We need to get things done. We need to fulfill our commitments. We need to be a bit more serious about sustainability. It's not just a ticking box exercise. It's something that can really transform your business for good. And we need businesses in this region and actually anywhere in the world to start realizing that sustainability and corporate social responsibility are opportunities and that can help them attract talent, can help them gain reputation, can help them seal business with other organizations. It can help them attract customers and so there are so many benefits attached to doing things in a more sustainable and responsible and ethical way that we always try to help businesses not see it as a cost or as an add-on to their standard operations but to really integrate sustainability into the way they operate into the way they do their business because the opportunities are, are massive on this space and i imagine there must be quite a lot of um positive feedback from the employee groups there, which, which it, it, it must be enhanced if, if you've got a management group who, as you say, are, are walking the talk and participating. I, I, I guess leadership is an important um, opportunity here as well. 
Absolutely. So going back to walking the talk, any organization that really wants to show that they're doing things in, in a good way, they need to involve leadership into either the strategic decisions of, of their sustainability strategy or in this kind of employee engagement activities to do good. And, and we're seeing it a lot that, uh, especially with, with the new generations, uh, not only millennials, but also like the almost like the, the, the boomers already, that they, they, they want their companies to do some good. It's not that they want, it's that almost like expected of, of your employer to, to bring opportunities for you to contribute to, to, to the community and the environment. And, yeah. and that is, in, in a way, it's, it creates a, a better relationship between the brand, the organization, and their people. So it sets a, it sets a benchmark, doesn't it? And it helps with, with recruitment and retention and um, marketing um, positioning. Um, and that's, that's something that we're, we're very keen to, to start embracing at Altamimi, certainly. Moving away from the experiential um, piece, can you give us any examples of easy wins for companies in terms of their own sustainability footprint and uh, you know, what the benefits are there of doing things differently? Absolutely. There, there are a few things that companies can do with a very low investment and that it brings great, great returns immediately. Some of this can be done in the office. Pretty much all the companies have offices and have people working in there now with the situation not as much as before, but still uh, there is a large amount of energy involved into running the offices and goods that we use, such as paper, the amount of, uh, of printing that we do at the office, the amount of water we consume. And so this is something that we have seen in many businesses that the moment that they started paying attention to it and they implement a few processes at the office aligned with some awareness sessions, they can see the amount of the electricity bills, the water bills being reduced massively, as well as the items we use at the office. And so very recently with a, with a company that uh, we were advising we have them reduce, it's a large company, so the impact was huge, but we have them reduce 2,000 million dirhams, the amount of paper, like A4 paper that they were buying every year. And that was done in a very simple way. Just IT set up the computer, the, the printers to, to print double-sided directly. You had to antique the box if you wanted it the old way, printing black and white rather than coloring, as well as different kind of awareness sessions that were tell, asking people not to print unless it was completely necessary. And so it was a small act that had a big impact. And likewise, there are many other things that can be done in terms of recycling, because there are many companies that have a big uh, cost in terms of managing their waste. If we reduce that, it's already reducing costs. And then if we sell the waste, like plastic paper, there are many companies that are buying it in bulk. And so we can turn a cost into a benefit. The opportunities are massive. And presumably, I mean, I, I know that in other jurisdictions, um, corporates increasingly have reporting requirements as regards their carbon footprint. And the sorts of measures you've indicated will go to you know, the bottom line in terms of, of um, those reporting commitments. So it's, it's another box that gets, that gets ticked by embracing the sustainability um, agenda. That's, that's really good. Um, yeah, the, we're seeing a lot of, of regulations that are coming uh, to the region, 
and, and, and now with the, with the Biden administration in US, it's happening quicker than anybody anticipated. They are already starting to set lots of goals that businesses here in the region will have to fulfill in order to well, have a license to operate. So it, it's very there's, critical. There's definitely, there's definitely advantage to be gained by being uh, um, in the first wave of businesses to embrace those, those um, regulations. Um, because I think enforcement will follow on from that. You know, at, at the moment, we seem to be in a position where getting people to do the right things is an imperative. Um, but, but rapidly after that, I would think that people are going to start saying, well, we're doing it. Why aren't they doing it? And that's going to have a knock-on effect in, in, in terms of tendering. Um, a lot of this is, is, is around kind of cultural transformation in an organisation. So what, what, what would be your, your sort of top tip in terms of getting people to actually embed these behaviors and what they do day to day? So in terms of making a real transformation in any business, we always give them the advice to inform, inspire, and involve people. So the three eyes we believe are critical. Informing everybody, meaning sharing knowledge, sharing advice, raising awareness. If people understand the why, it's much more likely that they will make things happen, that they will operate in a more sustainable way produce changes. So knowing the why and informing people is key. Inspiring. So trying to find what people care about. We always advise companies, listen to your people. Listening is free and it's very powerful because if you try to implement a certain initiative within the company, but that's not what people care about or what they find relevant, it's never going to happen. And so asking them what they care about and then Based on that, creating the strategy and the steps to, to create change is very, very important. And I, know, I, I know a lot of the a lot of the young people we work with are very, very aware of these sorts of issues um, and are doing things um, in their, their personal lives. I mean, we've 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 had colleagues who've been involved in um, litter collections on beaches and, and, and so on. So I think it's genuinely appetite and commitment out there but i mean it, it's it's good to hear you give us some strategies for how we embed this as a firm and an, an, an organization um and listening i think is is pretty key um in that we've also seen recently in tenders for work a requirement to illustrate what our sustainability credentials are and you know what we're doing in relation to csr type programs have you got any thoughts on, on, on that? What's, what's a good strategy for addressing those sorts of questions? Definitely. It's, it's becoming a must on any tender process, on any business negotiation, on any like kind of uh, business deal. Uh, sustainability is, is, is becoming a, a really uh, a key part of it. And many companies are publishing sustainability reports for that reason. So it's a way to keep themselves accountable but also to, to show any other organization that they are serious about sustainability and they're not here for the short-term short, short -term benefit. They're here for the long run. They are a resilient organization. And, and so we, we, we think it's key already these days, but in a few years, no organization will be able to survive and thrive unless one, they take sustainability seriously, and two, they have accountability and reporting mechanisms to show the rest of the world what they're doing, what their commitments are, and what are they 
kind of changing within the organization to achieve those commitments that they're setting to themselves. And do you do you see in your experience the United Nations Millennium Development Goals as a, as a useful tool in, in that exercise? And I suppose there must be many other benchmarks that can be used depending on what sector you're in. Is that something you can tell us a bit about? Absolutely. There are indeed many different benchmarks for many different sectors. And, and some of them, for instance, LEED, it's really good for construction. And then you have GRI, it's really good for reporting. So many of them are specific to either a discipline or a topic. But then you have the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, the 17 goals defined by the United Nations in 2015 that apply to every one of us whether it's individuals, governments, or businesses. And they are very kind of wide in terms of uh, topics and disciplines. And they set our commitments as society that we need to achieve in 2030 in order to keep track, in order to, to improve the way we're doing things. And so it's really good to have this framework that is homogeneous, that is consistent from Japan, to Saudi, to Nicaragua. Everybody yeah. has the same 17 goals that if we achieve, we will have a much healthier planet. We will have a much equally equal society, like much more just society. And we will all live in a better world. So it, we, I think it's really, really important that everybody pays attention to those goals. So I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier about informing, inspiring, and involving. You know, I think that the, the UN, um, sustainable development goals uh, are important in that context, aren't they? Because they, they actually give people a framework um, against which they can measure um, tangible success, I suppose. Final, final question that I have. I know that Companies for Good works with organizations in relation to their own staff volunteering program. Um, and I think, you know, the spread of Altamimia across the region um, is, is you know, um, peerless, really. I mean, we're in, we're in um, the UAE, obviously, but Qatar, Bahrain, Kuwait, Cairo, um, Riyadh, Muscat, Iraq, so on. Um, and I think everybody wants to do something. So it would be helpful if you, if you could tell us a bit about, you know, what, what those sorts of volunteer programs might be um, and, and what the kind of required levels of engagement are. So maybe going from you know, the, the kind of Rolls-Royce exercise to something simple and easy to implement on, on, on day one. I mean, it'd be good to understand what the range is. Yeah, there are lots of things that can be done on many different locations. And so a good starting point is to gather as a department or as a team or even a group of, of colleagues and to, to start chatting about two things. One is, what do we care about? And two, what are the issues that we could make an impact on? Because it, that will change from one place to another. Certain regions, they have water scarcity. And so focusing on water is very important. And people might care about that and make an impact. In other places, it, there might be plenty of water. And perhaps what's needed is to support uh, different groups uh, that are a bit more vulnerable and privileged, as it could be like uh, women communities in certain parts of the world. And so trying to have this chat about what, what's relevant, where we can make a difference is very important. But you're going to start either at the office or at home in many different ways, individually or as a team. It doesn't require the corporate support or the budget to do that. 
and that could be small things as I was mentioning before, as such as recycling, using less resources. We have a big problem in the world that uh, we live in a world with limited resources. However, we always trying to grow and we always consuming more and more uh, and something is, is, is not right there. So just having this exercise of what can I do both at work as well as in my private life to reduce the amount of things I'm using, thinking twice before buying something, do I really need it? Before going to the supermarket, can I take my reusable bag so I'm not gonna use a new plastic one? Can I have a reusable bottle of water so I don't have to keep buying plastic ones, et cetera? That is already huge. And then if on top of that, the company supports with a sustainability program, with changing processes to make things more sustainable and creating these kind of CSR activities that really bring people together and they help the company kind of enhance their reputation, then it's even better. So it starts, it starts with a conversation, which is the conversation we've been having today in, 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 in part. Alspim is doing a lot on this front, as, as, as we've previously spoken about, but I've certainly been informed and inspired by um, this discussion today, and we're, we're determined to get more people involved in the future. So, Mark, thank you so much for your time today. I know your time is precious, and I look forward to um, working with you in due course. Thank you so much, Francis. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Tamimi Talks. Stay updated with all the latest legal news and developments on our social media channels.